Bitcoin investing and not having time for anything. Did I see that Bitcoin is now 30k? That's interesting. Everything just seems like a bubble, right? Isn't, isn't everything these days just like, you buy a piece of paper for $100, and then you sell that piece of paper to another guy for $200, and he sells that same piece of paper to another guy for $300, and then you go, oh, I, I kind of want to get back into that. So you rebuy that piece of paper, for four hundred dollars, and then it just it just keeps going up and up like this. The piece of paper hasn't changed, but the perceived value of it continues to go up because people keep trading it backwards and forwards. Like, what the fuck is value at this point? You've you've got something that doesn't really exist tangibly, and it's just trading hands backwards and forwards, increasing in value, and that just seems to be everything. It's creating wealth out of thin air. As I've said many times before, I'm not invested into anything and I feel kind of dumb for not doing that, except I don't have any free time. I just don't care. Like, it's, it's one of those things where I don't particularly care about making more money. I just want to make good stuff, but at the same time, I know people will think me stupid for not caring about those things, so I feel bad about not caring about those things. <laughs> I feel bad that I don't care as much as I should. Like I was driving back from my mother's and from the air conditioning ducts, it looked like white smoke was coming out, but it wasn't smoke. I was very confused as to what it could be. It might've been whatever is used to cool air for air conditioning. And I was like, well, that's not good. Am I poisoning myself here? And for the 97th time, I thought to myself, I should probably get myself a new car. I can afford to do it and I know I'm not going to, because I just don't care. I don't have the time. I don't want to spend the day to do it. When I think about going, I'm like, but then I won't be able to edit that day. And then I don't do it. I'm worried that I'm going to die in a car accident just because I'm, I'm refusing to replace my car that I've had for the last 17 years. How old am I? I'm 29. Okay, well, it hasn't been 17 years. It's been like, I bought it when I was like 16, so. 13 years, whatever. It's a long time. But the car is older than that because it was secondhand. I was doing the math from when the car was built and it's 2004. Oh, 2003, what, whatever. 2003, 2000, is it 2003? I thought it was 2004. I might have lied when that command was made. I don't know. I don't know when the fuck it was made. Why I didn't make a best of 2020 video. Did you guys see the tweet that I put out before I went live? I think it was pretty funny. Because I was noticing everyone making best of 2020 videos. Like the best of Ludwig 2020, the best of Simply. And so I tweeted out, I didn't make a best of Dark Viper 2020 video because everything I made in 2020 is equally good. Please watch every video I released in 2020 to see the best of what I have to offer. <laughs> but in reality, the reason why I didn't make such a thing is because I always have more content to release. I always have more things that I'm working on than I can handle. I don't have time to be going back through all my content and finding the best stuff. Cars and specialized parts in Australia. I have no interest in getting a Tesla. Although, according to, uh, what's his name, Marcus Brownlee, if you want distance, Tesla is kind of what you have to get right now. But apparently, like, um, the luxury aspects of Teslas are much worse than their competitors. It's like Tesla has the best batteries, 
and that's about it. But I wouldn't get an electric car, um, at least of that sort that re requires a charging station uh, in Australia. When you need specialized equipment, specialized parts or whatever uh, in Australia, you can often just be shit out of luck. I guarantee you that Tesla does not have the same they're not as the, the charging stations are not as ubiquitous in Australia as they are in America. Like I, I just be fucked, and I couldn't just go to a normal mechanic. And certainly because I'm not like, I don't live in the city or something, right? I'm on like the fringes, making it even less likely that I'm gonna have the stuff I would need to to service an electric car. I know what I want, Bob. I don't want to get a car. I, 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 can I just get someone to come round and bring me an exact replica of the car that I have right now, but new? That's ultimately what I want. So what, what, I, what I want is something small. So the odds of me hitting something are reduced. I want something that's comfortable and is fuel efficient. So I don't have to fill it up as much. And will look at least somewhat impressive to people. They won't give me weird looks because my car is disgusting. Kind of tired of that. <laughs> what would be nice though, as stupid as it sounds, getting a car that's in GTA 5 would be nice. But I mean, getting one of the supercars, I'm sure they cost like a bazillion dollars or some shit. <laughs> Get Tracy's car. <laughs> uh, what's the massacre in real life? What does that cost in real life? 100k? Fuck that. Oh, 16,000? 16, I could do that. 550,000? What, what are these numbers? Okay, so it costs between $1 and a trillion dollars. Thank you, chat. Thank you for your help in this very important matter. Find out it's actually worth a trillion and one dollars. <laughs> Massacre is based on three cars, but I'll buy three cars then and get someone to Frankenstein them together for me. I'm pretty sure I've seen a, what's it called, a Carbonaza? You know that car in this game? I'm pretty sure I've seen that one in real life. Maybe yeah, I could buy that. But like, it's, it's fat as fuck. I want a fat as fuck car. I just want a car that won't hit things. Why I don't use Twitch's prediction feature. This is something that allows viewers to bet currency on whether an event happens or does not. Predictions just clog the chat with people talking about the prediction. Meaning that when I look over, it is far less likely I'm going to see something that I actually want to see. More than this, when people make predictions about what's going to happen in the stream, they will try to influence the stream to make that thing happen. In like a tournament or something, or where you're not looking at chat or whatever, sure it's fine to use predictions, but for me, who likes to read their chat, and who can get stressed out by people trying to go, Oh, do this, man. Oh, don't do this. Oh, you suck. Do this, man. You're gonna fail. Like, I don't, I don't want that stuff, you know? It stresses me out. Why my viewership on Twitch has increased rapidly. Why have you got so many more viewers than normal? Combination of my Clips channel blowing up, the dream thing, and maybe a tiny amount, the people becoming more aware of me because of the Apollo thing, which is, is not exactly the attention I want, but yeah. I would say the majority of it is just my um, Clips channel. My Clips channel right now is getting 4 million views a day. Or like, it, 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 in the last seven days, it's gotten 25 million views. That kind of stuff brings you more attention. What if your Eclipse channel gets more subs than your main channel? That'd be very, very unlikely to happen. I don't have unlimited content for it. It's funny with my Eclipse channel, things that I consider to be fairly mundane and that I don't think will do very well, 
For example, there's there's one clip of me explaining how Jimmy changes throughout the run. And all it is is talking about how his movement changes and how he is no longer susceptible to spooking from gunshots. I thought that's a very mundane thing. Only speedrunners would be interested in that, but the, the, it has like 500,000 views. I can't think of an example right now, but there's been other clips that I think are fucking awesome and they don't do well at all. They get 30,000 views or whatever. I'm like, well, that's, that's just strange. Being a small streamer versus being a large streamer. I begun talking about this when Twitch's chat system went down and I could no longer see my audience. It's been a long time, chat, since I've had to just talk without the benefit of having a chat. It's one of those things that I've mentioned many times where there are certainly more, like, there, there are some difficulties with being a larger streamer. But in general, the larger you are as a streamer, the easier the actual process of streaming is. Because you always have something to talk about or to respond to. And you always have people who can help you with any small problem that you have on stream. Being a smaller streamer and always talking on stream, always being engaged, when you only have a small amount of uh, small viewership, is very difficult. It's why if you can just start with 50 viewers or something, you're in a much better position. Especially considering that the lower your view count, the higher the average amount of messages sent per viewer. Because if you're in a 50 viewer stream, you can almost guarantee that your message is going to be seen. So you have a greater incentive to send a message. Where in a larger stream, you know, the odds of your message being seen is tiny. So many people go, why bother sending the message at all? You know? In the smaller streams, it's more of a potential conversation with the streamer. In the very large streams, it's more like you're in a crowd and you're, you're cheering being a part of the crowd, you know? I, I, I would have no problem doing this run without a chat. What makes this difficult is I know that this is going to be YouTube content. And because it's going to be YouTube content, I should be saying stuff. And I should be talking about stuff. If it were just a matter of me doing the run by myself, I'd be totally chill to do that, man. I would have, like, some YouTube video on to my side. I'd just be listening to it while I played the game. It has been so long since I've played a game while listening to a YouTube video. That was my life for years. Just playing World of Warcraft no volume, farming achievements, picking up critters, farming pet battles, whatever the garbage I was doing, and listening to YouTube, or listening to movies or TV shows, or whatever the fuck. I'd look over once, like, I would watch TV shows, and whenever it would sound like there was a scene change, I would look over, see what the scene looked like, and then just focus on the game again. I was a weird person. I'm a weird person now. Finding Twitch made things so much easier to get some good background noise, right? I wish I had found Twitch earlier. I really do. I listen to people talk about the old days of Twitch and clearly worse times, but I, I wish I had that history. I wish I'd been part of that history, you know? But as I've said before though, like I, I often, I've often lamented that I didn't start doing Twitch earlier, but it's possible had I started earlier, I wouldn't have started speedrunning GTA 5. I, I wouldn't have become successful doing this the variables that were necessary for me to succeed or realize that I could succeed at all wouldn't have been there. Maybe those first few viewers who had stuck by me and um, talked to me or whatever to, and told me to continue doing what I'm doing, if, maybe they wouldn't have been there and I would have quit, who knows. But it's also possible that I would have got in at the right time, been as successful as I am now, but earlier, and then, you know, become even bigger than I am now. You can't run that simulation, you know? But I'm very thankful to a lot of the people who were there in the beginning. Like Nerozo, for example, who would, like, every month or whatever, give me 50 bucks. Just because. He liked me as a person, liked my content. And I was just like, oh, wow, you know. 
or Mudkips and Riddles and Griever and, you know, Ren and uh, Julia and just all these people. I, 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 there's so many people. I, I wonder how many people who were there in the beginning have no idea how successful I've become and have no idea that they were in, in some small way uh, important to my success. Of all the messages to be able to come through, that's a message that came through. Aren't you bored of GTA? That's some fucking terrible RNG. <laughs> fucking hate that question. God damn. Pussing off living life until I'm not successful. Matt, can you end your stream? My girlfriend is with me. I don't want her to leave me for you. <laughs> it's funny how many people suggest that uh, I am attractive or of interest to the fairer sex, as they say. I never got much of that before I started streaming. And certainly, I'm not a person who uh, goes on dates or seeks out that kind of stuff, at least currently. I do think I should, though. If it wasn't for COVID, I probably would have made more of an effort. But I don't want such things to get in the way of uh, building my channel and uh, streaming and stuff and meeting my goals in regards to this game. I feel, uh, there's so many things that I just, I always say to myself, like, oh, I've got the rest of my life to do that, man. Trash Taste was talking about it recently, where they're like, they think every year is going to be their last. And I, I kind of have the same kind of belief. Not, not exactly the same. I always feel like, I feel like every year is going to be my peak. And then from then it will be downhill and there'll be less pressure to do stuff. Yeah, like when I think about getting a dog, getting into a relationship, maybe even moving somewhere better. But whatever it is, I just say, nah, fuck it. It has nothing to do with my content. I'll do it later. What if there isn't a later chat? What if I am just super successful for the rest of my life? <laughs> I'll be 60 like, I'm sure next year I won't be popular. <laughs> Maybe. Anything's possible. Now fuck that shit, it's not gonna happen. Surely I'll just burn myself out before then. You can't go on creating content forever. I mean, but there are, there are content creators who have fairly, been fairly consistent in making content for like 10 years. Imagine having, making YouTube content, making Twitch and stuff, like, being successful at that, be a part of who you are for over 10 years. What if GTA 5 had more realistic mechanics? Can you imagine how frustrating this game would be if it actually had the petrol mechanic where you need to fill up your car? I've been told that that was originally intended to be in the game and that's why you can um, shoot cars and have them release petrol and stuff. I wonder how many other features they intended to put in that would have made the game more realistic. You know, the same kind of vein as Red Dead Redemption 2, but maybe they ran out of time, or maybe some smart person in the boardroom was like, maybe you should focus on fun. If such a person exists, I thank them for their contributions to make this game good. High versus low DPI mouse settings. What are my mouse settings? My settings are terrible. There are two things you can do. You can either have a very low DPI, which means you have to move your entire hands to hit things. So you're dragging your mouse all the way across your mouse pad. Uh, this is advantageous because if you need to make like a tiny fine adjustment, it's really easy to because you just you just slightly moving it slightly moving the screen. Or you can be a dipshit like me and have a super high DPI. What this means is I can flick my mouse from one core of the screen to the other in a nanosecond, a fucking nanosecond. But my ability to make really fine movements on the screen, if I'm off by a pixel, my ability to move a pixel is effectively non-existent. My DPI is like 2000 or some shit, I don't even know anymore. But then again, 
the DPS, the DPS sounds higher than it actually is because in the game I have no mouse sensitivity. But like, like all DPI isn't equivalent because in different games it, it uses DPI in different ways. And you, um, in, in GTA 5 right now I have my, my mouse sensitivity set to zero. If it was higher, I'd have a lower DPI. But I have heard that uh, it's more accurate to use just DPI rather than the mouse sensitivity in the game. If you aren't looking for exact shots, like you just need to, as quickly as possible, aim in a particular direction, or you're shooting an AoE or something, then of course higher DPI is better. But for shooters, shooters, like a pixel difference can really matter. Honestly though, I think gaming in general like, it's, it's moving away from games that require that pinpoint accuracy. Partly because, uh, like, a lot of games want to be on mobile devices as well as PC. And uh, being on console, your ability to make the precise aiming or whatever is even, even worse, whatever. Like, if unless you're making a purely PC title and your goal is to have a higher skill ceiling, there's not much advantage to having some... Uh, pixel perfect kind of aiming kind of thing. Is Chaos my favorite series? Universum, thank you for twenty dollars. I know it's not your favorite, but Chaos always makes me laugh. Cross my fingers. I love Chaos, dude. Don't you doubt. I love Chaos. Is it my favorite? Yeah, you're right. It's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite because there's no ultimate purpose to Chaos. As in, like, because I have other goals I want to achieve. As much as I enjoy Chaos, I sometimes think, ah, oh, man, I can't have another go at Oko because I got to do Chaos today. Um, I still enjoy myself when I do it, but I want to finish Oko. I want to finish Pacifist. I want to get back into Speedrun. My gag reflex. My gag reflex is so strong. Like, I can't brush my teeth well. I can't fucking gargle, fucking mouthwash. Go to the dentist and I have to, I'm like, look, man, I'm gonna gag sometimes. Just, just be, be real. Watch yourself. I'll never grow up to be a high-class prostitute, chat. It's not gonna happen. Dreams dashed. I remember the last time when I tried to get that wisdom tooth out and I um threw up on the dentist. And I, and I threw up like, the entire burger that I had eaten like an hour before. He's like, yeah, this, is, this never happened to me in 20 years. I'm like, ah, well, I'm sorry. Sorry to be your first. Listening to Yahtzee Croshaw's books. The audiobook I'm currently listening to is We'll Save the Universe for Cash. It is the second book. The first book is We'll Save the, Uni Save the Universe for Food by Yahtzee Croshaw. Perfectly satisfactory read. Um, or listen. The book won't blow your mind. It's not amazingly complicated with thousands of characters. The, the book isn't extraordinarily long. It's just a decent little romp in a little sci-fi universe. Like, not every book has to be a grand epic, you know? Yahtzee seems good at making these, uh, fairly self-contained, decent stories, you know? He's no Robert Jordan, he's no Raymond D. Feist or whatever, he is, uh, he's, he's a good writer. The extent that I want to succeed in no damage. So chat, I want to succeed in, the, in this more than I want anything else in the world. There is legit nothing else that I want more than to succeed in this. There is a price, a number of money that you could offer me to let this run go away, but it'd be a lot, like a fucking lot. I'm talking if you offered me $100,000 or succeeding at this run, I would take succeeding at this run. When you hear me yell out seemingly in pain when I fail, that pain is sincere. It hurts. I really hope I succeed.
Forson's reaction to my interview of Dream and dealing with negativity. For those who weren't here yesterday, Forson is a very, very old content creator. Uh, not not age-wise, but he's been around the block for a very long time. He he's probably been here for I don't know. It's gonna be at least eight years or something. He, I think he was an accountant or becoming an accountant or something. He had a future ahead of him, ahead of him, right? He, uh, making some good money in, in finance or some shit. But he was streaming at the time and he realized that he was making more money than like a CEO at the places that he was that he could be working. And he's like, well, okay, fuck this shit, I'm gonna just stream then. And so he was one of the big time streamers back in the day and he still is a big time streamer. I knew him from his Hearthstone days. When I first started watching Twitch, he was like the creme de la creme huge content creator, very well known for having a very cancerous chat. And you can go to his chat today and it's still just constant spam of stuff because he doesn't really regulate it at all. Before the XQCs, the Tommy Innits or whatever, there was Forsen with his cancerous chat uh, on top of the platform. And his chat inspired many of the memes that you likely know today. And certainly for a while, like Garchi or whatever, and um, uh, a lot of the Twitch songs came from his chat. There was there was just this period where Forsen was the meta, right? And so flash forward to today, Forsen sort of reacted to my interview with Dream. Uh, he didn't really bother watching it, understandable, it's very long, um, it's not really important. But he basically said that I was paid to have, have my views of Dream change I think he basically insinuated that I was a small content creator who was influenced by views or directly financed to change my, my views. I think he kind of moved away from that a little bit because then he looked at my channel and saw that I had a video from GTA 5 that with 1.5 million views within the last week. Uh, so it's a hard narrative to sell you on, to sell himself on. But he insinuated that, oh no, he directly said that probably this, this guy was paid to interview Dream and the questions that he asked Dream were already given to Dream beforehand and it's all just a PR thing, uh, which obviously all that's not true. But as I just said to Couch now, I don't think that interpretation is is unexpected. As in, if you don't know me, you don't know of um, other statements I've made around the issue, community posts, those other videos or whatever, and all you knew was how hard I went on Dream originally, and then you saw it's not a complete 180, but a, a shift away from that point of view. And and suddenly there's a, it, it happened after a, a content creator with 15 million subs takes notice of you. Of course, you're going to conclude that this was done for views or the person's been manipulated. It wasn't just Forsen saying these kind of statements. So I don't blame Forsen for having that point of view, especially considering he didn't watch the whole entire video. Like that, that, that surface level assessment, as a uh, understandable, if wrong, you know? And that's the story. His chat is just constant spam. I mean, yes, it, it's not a stream you want to be in for chat. Oh, no, Cash, no. It, I, I, I wasn't sad yesterday because of Forsen. Certainly, um, having that additional bit of negativity didn't help me. Uh, I was just ill and continuing to be inundated with, with uh, negative comments from people. As I've said many times, at no point in time did I blame myself for anything that happened to Apollo. The... The assertion that I had anything to do with it is so absurd that even as a person who's so self-critical and so self-doubting as myself, it didn't even cross my mind for a moment to actually blame myself. But that doesn't change how being inundated with negative comments, uh, how that's going to make you feel. Or the realization that moving forward, there's going to be some people who are going to 
have negative pre-notions of me. That in any future interaction with someone, they might go, Oh, that's that Dark Viper guy with the Apollo thing? Well, he's a fucking asshole ever. Like, especially when people don't necessarily have the time to dig into a person's history, sometimes all they can hear is the scandals, and people will judge me based on those scandals, regardless of how justified they are. And that realization annoys me. It's very hard to get popular without generating some sort of negative baggage, but I had pretty well not done that for a long time. It's only recently that I've, I've taken on this baggage and I'm having trouble dealing with it. You know, to a degree. The two ways to grow really fast online. I am fortunate that uh, nothing I do is really based on other people. There are two ways, I suppose, to grow really, really fast. Uh, maybe three. No, no, it's, it's two counts as two. One, ingratiating yourself with other content creators and growing through them. Two, ingratiating yourself with uh, the bots, the algorithms. And I went the algorithm route. Not by any design, necessarily. It's just um, that's how I've gained this popularity. The algorithm is like, oh, I like what you're doing there. Here, have, have some little impressions there. There you go. Rather than uh, going like the rat, oh, like XQC, goes, oh, I like what you're doing there. Here you go. Just a few impressions there, pat you on the head. You know, it's. You can gain success other ways, but they're a lot more gradual. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.